Hi, this is Kinda Jaded with Casey Hill and Caroline. Me, 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 me. Hi. Hi, welcome to Kinda Jaded, everybody. Oh my God, this is episode five? Five. Yeah. Wow. This is the first time we're recording in different countries. Oh, yeah, because you were in LA. I was in Phoenix when I talked to your mom. I know. Oh my God. We're like international. We're in we're international. We're global global stars. Are we We, Mr. Worldwides? Yeah, babe. We're Mr. 305s or Pippa. (laughs) That's so Um, so what's been up with you this week? Oh, funny you'd ask. Um, you know what? I actually like fell into a pit of depression yesterday. Gorgeous. Love those. But I'm feeling better today. I I think I've just been like, I knew it was coming. You know, you feel it coming on. And of you're course. Like, Ooh. Is your period coming? In like a week and a half, which is also usually what does it. You know, it's like the week how, before. It's like the period like just ruins your life all the time. Because like it's, even yeah. a week before your period, you're fucked. And then during your period, you're fucked. And then like sometimes after you're fucked or maybe you get like a good week after your period. Yeah. Like for the most part, three weeks out of the month, you're like, you know, in some way it's destroying your life. Yeah. yeah. So tell me about your my pit of depression. Um, yeah. It's like I felt it kind of coming on Monday where I was just like, hmm, I felt weirdly like almost abnormally blissful the last two weeks, despite like my life has been a little crazy. Like I've been moving and kind of in temporary um, living situations while we wait for this house to open up next week. So I've been like living out of a suitcase. It's not been super relaxing and I haven't really been able to sleep, but I think I've had this like survival mechanism where I was weirdly blissful and was just like, everything is so good. Like I feel so good. And I think I'm working, you know? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it hit me. And yesterday I woke up and was like, whoa, I can't get out of bed. So I'm sorry, baby girl. It's okay. I ended up like getting food that I love. Which and which one? I went to Squirrel and just got like a bunch of food and a matcha Eat. and like watched. Oh, my God. I found a new reality show. What? I think it's called it's called I Am Shauna Ray. What? Kara, what is you it? Have to watch it. I mean, okay. is it I on mean, Bravo? No, it's a TLC show. Which okay, perfect. Are you into though. TLC? Of course. Who isn't? Oh my god! If I'm you're not, so you're dumb. Exactly. I'm a I'm a TLC head. Um, yeah, so it's about this girl who had childhood cancer, brain cancer. She survived it, but it made her pituitary bl- gland dormant. So. She never really grew, so she's 22, but she looks like she's about eight. And Too cute. But it's like her life and dating and like getting Is older. She an icon. I'm kind of obsessed. Like she's I very need her. Yeah, like we need her, we on get the her on pod. the pod. <laughs> us, Not right. us mentioning anyone ever in the world, we're like, do we need to get them on the pod? Like, 100%. Do, but we, we kind of do. But I feel like you should watch it. I want to hear your opinion. But I just sat in bed all day yesterday and watched it because that kind of stuff just brings so much comfort. Yeah, me. babe. Like anything reality is good for me. Same. The anthropology of it all. Um, I'm also watching that um, show called Inventing Anna. Have you been watching it? I finished I- it actually. You're like, I started this show. And I finished it literally within like an hour. And I love that. Wait, can you get past the accent? Because like on the preview, the accent sounded so weird that I was like, I don't know if I could do this, but is it good? Like, no, but yes. It's like one of those where it's like there's moments. I just hate this like new kind of show like... I don't know. I feel like every show is the fucking same, like the format, like it's Mm. all, they're all like broad. It's all like broad city slash like even and just like that or like, yeah, insecure. Like everyone's trying this formula and those shows are all fucking amazing, but I feel like everyone's trying to do it now. So there's like cool songs playing and like, it's all shot the same and like there, that's the aesthetic for the show. But 
Julia Garner is fucking amazing. All the actors are fucking amazing. I've um, kind of been obsessed with her since that. Um, what movie was it? I think it's called Electric Children or something. I've never. Oh, the, it, was she um with Rory Culkin? Yeah, was she like? Were they um? I forget. Is they there, were some, they're like Mormon or something. Mormon, I can't even Mormon. Remember the plot? Yeah, that movie I, was fucking good. She just has one of those faces that is so entrancing to look at. Yeah, she has like that little lip lift. Oh, and her little hair just, I could stare little at her hair. face. I she love her little, little hair. Blonde hair. Yeah, like her character is insufferable, but you like also fall in love with her in this movie. In Sorry, in this series, Inventing Anna. Okay, I'll watch it. It's bad, but good. You'll get hooked because the story is so I- iconic. Yeah, I know like the story because I've listened to a few pods about Anna Delvey and it is iconic. So I'll watch it. I think I just needed someone's cosign. And by someone, yeah, I, I mean you. Yeah, like it's bad, but it's good. I'm obsessed. Okay. Let's give it a try. Yeah. Um, also, I dyed my hair red and you don't even care. <laughs> I was literally... <laughs> the fact that I was taking a breath in to say, how was your week? You dyed your hair. I and dyed my hair. I could even get the words out. Because I want to be just like you. <laughs> I'm just like you. It looks oh, so I'm loving it. I'm like good. Thanks, babe. My friend Ali did it. I'm like leaning into this like like indie meets like granola. You know how everyone's like kind of going like granola now? Yeah, like everyone's wearing burks and like layering mm-hmm. um like knits and like they're all giving have you ever seen about a boy? Like the mom in about a boy. It's like hippie granola. Oh culture. yes. I haven't seen that in so long. That movie is incredible. Yeah, like I'm feeling like everyone's like going that way. And it's like I accidentally hot. I'm just going that way. Yeah, it is hot. I think and it's I'm, also like it keeps me warm. Yeah, it's comfy. It keeps you warm. The red hair I'm obsessed with because it's like, it's not quite red like Rihanna 2008 red or whatever year that was. It's just like bright, bright red and it's hot. Yeah, I'm living for it. I'm obsessed. We'll see. We'll see how it fades. Yeah, um, red fades quick. That's the I know I'm thing. terrified. But you whatever. just have to like not shampoo it. Great. <laughs> you just have to smell. You know what culture I also live for? Mm-hmm. I call it ladybug culture. And it's like, I feel like you've probably <laughs> leaned into this. I was going to say, I think you're describing like what my childhood was. Because like, I will say, okay, you tell me and then I'll tell you my ladybug it's, story. It's giving like a woman who like loves to garden and like, you know, those like little stores and small towns that have like, yeah, like painted like green and red and like have like garden like gnomes and like croc shit and just like yellow shovels do you know what i'm talking about and like sell honey that's what i grew up on that's like my shit yeah and like maybe this lady maybe this lady like drives a like little funky fiat or not a fiat not a fiat um like what are those called the beetle the volkswagen bug or whatever yeah yeah, that's what it's giving. That's ladybug culture. Okay, I need to tell you, I grew up on ladybug culture. They say white people don't have culture. We do. It's ladybug, ladybug culture. culture. And at one point, you know, I you still can. I think sometimes if you go to garden stores, you can buy ladybugs. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, like bags of that you can hide in the dirt of your garden, and you're yeah, like, and they eat. Oh, it's nice. Yeah, they eat aphids and stuff. Oh, you um, can like buy real ladybugs real ladybugs yeah like oh i thought you meant like those little like no decorations you put in the i didn't know that that's cool yeah it's kind of cute i'm sure Peta like has an issue with it but of course they do of course they do but i was like obsessed with ladybugs as a kid i mean i think that like says everything it kind of like encompasses me but anyway i bought a bag of ladybugs for a garden that my stepmom had and after like a week or two, you know, a lot of ladybugs die because they're bugs. Mm-hmm. And I gathered all their dead bodies and shells and like put them in a little paper ladybug coffin and had a funeral for them, like made my dad and my stepmom come in the backyard and sing. <laughs> <laughs> what did they sing? 
there was this one song I learned in school. I wish I could remember all of it, but it was something like Ladybug, Ladybug, Fly Away Home. Some, I can't remember the tune of it, but I like made funeral, you know, papers for them. Like, and did they and cry? Made, I don't think, that, no, I don't think anyone cried. They were but, laughing at your ass. Yeah, they're like this bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the ladybug culture is everything. Yeah. Um, but how was your week overall? My week was cute. I was in Costa Rica. Oh, and nice. it was epic. There were monkeys and pigs, and I went surfing. Our surf instructor, his name was Kim, and he Kim. was like, yeah, I've been living here for 20 years. Like, absolute, <laughs> like, his hair was sun-bleached. Just, like, like fried? Like, fried surfer. Obsessed. Like, absolutely fried. I think he, like, wanted to he like really loved my friend Kelly and I and kept being like, <laughs> you guys are the real deal. <laughs> and then he tried to like come to a bar that we were at later and was like, had a fan. I think he was trying to like marry uh, you probably, but also crash on our couch. Like it was giving um... that vibe. He's like, I live 30 minutes out of town. And then he was like, uh, you guys want to party? And he like pointed to his fanny pack. He's like, I got everything in there. Shrooms, coke, weed. What do you want? And we're like, uh, we're good. I'm like, I'm flying out tomorrow. And he's like, I don't know. He's just like on us. And he's like, so surf, like so surf culture, like blue eyes, like bleached hair, like leathery skin. It it was just chef's kiss. Anyway, so I'm back in Toronto. It's freezing. I want to die. But mm -hmm. should we talk about today's episode? Yeah, we have a big. We say I say that every week, but I mean, <laughs> we're getting a bigger episode. No, but yeah. it'll be really fun. Um, my friend Yasmina is coming on the episode, and me calling her my friend Yasmina. That's her <laughs> full name. Um, Yasmina Khan is on the episode. She's incredible she'll explain more of what she does because i'm too dumb for it but no i'm literally so dumb like i googled so her <laughs> and was like oh i'm dumb we're dumb Just, i'm like i'm ugly and dumb we're dumb we yeah this whole episode is gonna be just coming to terms with how dumb we are but um she's hot she's smart she's incredibly well educated something i simply I'm don't not. know anything about um haven't I haven't even stepped foot on a college campus, you know. I Besides. used to go to a gym at Oh my god, USC. I went with you. Oh yeah, remember? It wasn't good <laughs> enough for you. They didn't have weightlifting stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Yasmin is an architect. She started this amazing 3D printed bra company called Uniform that is Epic. like revolutionary gonna change the world i can't wait to talk about it truly believe it so yeah i'm gonna let our our dear friend yasmina in hello oh my yasmina. god hi. hi how are you so nice We're to good. meet and see and hear your voices Amazing. Oh so nice to meet you. Thank you so much for being here. We were just talking. I'm Kara, by the way. Hi, Kara. Um, hi, Gorge. We were just talking about how I Googled you and like looked at your Instagram and I was just like, well, I'm dumb and not hot. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that. Oh my God. You are, like, you. you are amazing. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I don't know how to even accept that um <laughs> amazing compliment um i feel like we're like so i, I whenever someone's like you're so hot and smart i'm like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> but you are but you are though it's like you might be the hottest smartest person i i know <laughs> oh my god stop i don't even know what to say uh, i feel like i will say that like I wasn't always hot. Like I had braces and like, you know, went through the pimples and like weird you're hair like, situation. Like, my nail beds suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Sometimes my eyebrows get like, you know, the hairs go in the wrong direction. I get that dress sometimes. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but that's amazing. We're so supportive of the hotness and the smartness. Yeah. We're so proud that you're so hot now. Oh my um, God. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, okay. One thing that Kara and I simply can't relate to is the fact that you are incredibly well educated. Um, oh my gosh. You're talking to two, I mean, myself especially, just two real. Um, reality tv show binge do you even have a tv yasmina i actually i do i i stream though so it's like very you know concerted um but i mean thank you for the compliment i think education is something that like i feel like it should be more accessible and also i feel like a you can be incredibly intelligent without having gone to school and that's like I feel like something we've talked about, Casey, a lot, but like people make assumptions about going to college and going, getting a graduate degree and like what that means. And I kid you not, I went to, I went, I did a master's in architecture with some people who are not as smart as people who didn't, you know, do that stuff. And I think like when we as a society start realizing that intelligence is not like a factor of the amount of degrees that you have um but rather like i mean there's so many different types of intelligence but rather that like we should celebrate people who you know give back and are able to like bring communities together like what you guys are doing like what's the value in having these degrees if you don't do anything interesting in the world you know that's true so i love that you just you said like how much value there is in what we're doing in the last four episodes that or the first four episodes we've made and we're like talking about kara's mom shitting her pants in a (laughs) mansion (laughs) honestly though it must have brightened someone's day i think so we the work that we're doing on this podcast we're changing lives we're We're changing changing lives. lives one episode at a time and you simply could not get a degree for what we're doing. You couldn't. You but can't yeah, that's, this. That's interesting you say that because I feel like I'm, you know, smart enough. You are smart. But I have a shitty ass memory. Like I couldn't. Oh my God, like, me too. Really? Like I yeah. feel like you have to, to be able to get that far at, like as an academic, I feel like you have to be able to retain shit. And I literally like don't even know my own name. Like where I have no idea where I am right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I totally hear you. Um, I actually think that you don't need to have I mean, I think you need to be able to call up things that are like key um like narrative points or whatever for you. If you're talking in like a public setting, like, oh, like this, you know, you need to reference people just like in the same way that like we reference what artists have done or like musicians have done or you know things that that shape us it's like the same way in academia but like literally I was on a call with an investor the other day and I was trying to talk about a brand that I know and I literally couldn't remember the name so that just goes to tell you you do not need to have a great memory to be considered intelligent in this world because I was like, this is the moment where I should sound really smart and I can't fucking remember the name of this stupid brand. But I feel you, like I feel like you do Kara. I think cuz I would also consider myself someone who doesn't have a good memory, but I think it might be that it's like selective memory cuz you can remember song lyrics and stuff. Yeah, I have like I retain all of the like dumb minor details of like pop culture and shit. Like you I can, think that yeah. But also, is that no? You could. Mark? You could. I feel like you could recite every Jersey Shore episode. I can, and I will. Dare me. <laughs> but that counts for something. It's. I, I, it does. It. It really does. I feel like that's you like your form of of intelligence. I'm like, <laughs> you know. That's I'm beautiful. like, and then Ron was like, Sam, and then Sam was like, Ron, stop. <laughs> it was crazy. Like, if they offered PhDs in reality TV, I think Kara and I 
It's anthropology, babe. I say it all the time. I know. We would have graduated with honors. Um, You're not wrong. Honestly, like, I feel like there's, like, a whole business in, like, pitching, like, for reality TV problems that occur in reality TV episodes, you know? Mm. Like, that's potentially, like, a really untapped market. Um, Absolutely. Just just throwing out a, a few Amazing. eggs over here. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead, Carrie. I'm just interested in like, I was reading a bit about your life and I'm just interested in like how you got it to where you are. Oh my God. Your upbringing. I saw you were from DC and I was born there. Oh my God. You were me too. Oh, nice. Where? I was born in the same hospital as Al Gore, which is like my number one claim to fame. (laughs) Um, we were babies in the sa- on the same floor. Um, just kidding. So, yeah, I was born in D.C. Um, my parents worked for the World Bank and the IMF, which are um, international government organizations that, like, loan money to developing countries. Um, and they're kind of like, you know, the, the, the globe, like all of the people, all, all of the countries who are involved in World Bank and the IMF have offices there and they all get together and have these meetings about how they're going to deploy this capital, which is sometimes millions or uh, even billions, I think, of dollars a year um, to like fund development in, um, in other nations. So I grew up around that environment, which was really cool. unique. Um, and I like to tell people that like when I was a kid, everyone that I went to school with was from a different place on the planet. So I really didn't understand, like, I didn't understand like American culture at all. Like I yeah. grew up literally in like the like UN of fun. And <laughs> it was like, everyone was from a different place. Everyone was looked completely different. Um, and then my parents got divorced and I went to public school and I was like oh my god this is insane like I didn't understand racism I didn't understand like just everything that exists in like America it was like in my face like when I was when I had to leave my little coddled um international school how old were you I was 11 um yeah so it was a big moment for anyone who's had divorced parents yeah, my parents got divorced um, when I can, was 12. Same, around the same time. That's like, I think maybe the hardest time for that It's just like awkward. Down. It's all, like yeah. you don't understand. Like I feel like 12, yeah. 11 and 12 are such like, like what is that age? It's just yeah. like, yeah. it's is that, just that's there. That's like sixth grade? Yes. Yeah. That's like the most awkward time of life. Yeah, because my parents got divorced when I was, I don't know two years old maybe maybe oh, wow. before that so i my my perspective of divorced parents was always like i have two christmases um yeah. i mean there were like other <laughs> dramatic things but yeah i feel like that's a really intense time to you know process a divorce and be like why yeah, is and this then, happening like, i had like puffy nipples and, like, <laughs> and i was like <laughs> and it was like um what's happening <laughs> yeah god nothing is worse sorry back like... to your gorgeous life yeah, oh yeah I, no i need we just needed to talk about kara's puffing nipples for a sec um, you let that out i actually want to hear about those nipples later but oh, we yeah, can like, it is what it is like that's it that's the beginning and end of the no, story but it's like i have to yasmina's business We've... oh yeah tell us about your business <laughs> okay okay um <laughs> Wait, I'm like jumping around. So um, I started a custom 3D printed bra company, which is why I want to hear all about your nipples. Um, Because, I mean, not only does everyone have, not only is each nipple unique, but each Mm -hmm. breast is unique. And um, I kind of just, I don't know if you have had this experience, but kind of just hated bras and hated wearing bras. Um, Like since I was, literally 12 like my parents were getting divorced and I was like what is love and I was like fuck this bra all at the same time (laughs) um and so 
I started Uniform, which is a custom 3D printed bra company. And we are focused on letting people like determine their own levels of lift compression and support. So like, you know, the thing that's annoying about bras is first of all, they're like a standard size and there's like an underwire or like a pad or like no support or it's just like a very stock way of dealing with your titties and um i feel like technology has advanced to the point where we should be able to address this very large problem in a more comprehensive way um so you know if you have puppy puppy nipples like i can help you with that they're not puppy anymore (laughs) oh they went down no, I think it was just like a like mosquito bite tit at like mm-hmm. age twelve. Now, yeah. like my nipples, I mean, maybe they're puppy sometimes. I don't know. Maybe they're warm. They get a okay, but puppy. this is incredible. I'm like so, blown away by uniform. It's so cool, and I think also like if we jump back to your story, like the way you got there is so interesting because so much of your experiences in architecture and also like in designing things in music and furniture right yeah yeah so um let's see so i studied architecture in new york and i moved to california because i read somewhere that um california or la specifically has like the largest concentration of small architecture offices in the world and to me a small architecture office was like an opportunity because I was like, oh, that's like where people actually get to design things like by themselves. Because, you know, you hear about um, designers who work on these museums and they're working on like one tiny corner of like a huge building with like hundreds of other people. And I was like, fuck that shit. I want to like, you know, get my hands dirty. Mm -hmm. Um, So I came to LA. I started working for this architect who has actually done a lot of work in your hometown, Casey, um, of Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. And he also designed the Amangiri, which is like this incredible resort in Utah. Um, And he designed enough money. Oh, I think I know of that. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's really crazy. I feel like all the influencers that are like really rolling in it, just like go there like every day <laughs> they're yes. just like i'm just gonna go like and spend thousands of dollars like tomorrow. i wish i could unwind no spending money but spending money makes me wind same up. same we'll get there we'll get there yeah, we will we it's will. actually crazy how like these people these architects like you know design and like build these places and then a bunch of fucking influencers just come <laughs> and like shit on it <laughs> Totally. Like they not really, to like yeah. not no shade to the influencers, but also like, you know, like totally. I I would be sitting there like, fuck you. You're like cheapening my shit. Am from, I wrong? totally from no, an, I think you're right. From like an architect standpoint, do you feel like people design things now with Instagram and stuff in mind because I feel like I've seen it, but I wonder if that's like a thing for legitimate architects. Maybe if you're corny, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like when I was working um, with Marwan, who was the architect, I he was such an artist. He would like he would like literally draw like little vignettes of like the thing. He would like go into like a like a zen like meditative place like in his own little desk area covered with like papers and he would be like just like there like listening to music and like drawing for hours and like that was really like the way that I learned to think about space and objects and Mm -hmm. design and um yeah so Instagram did not factor into it but I will say like the thing that I've always been really good at is doing all of that stuff like but in digital and 3d so like i became obsessed with making renderings when i was in grad school because i was like a really visual person and i was like i just want to be able to communicate my ideas like immediately you know when i don't want to have to like sit down with somebody and show them my like stupid drawing and like have them you know really scrutinizing this like pencil 
line thing. Some people mm-hmm. can do that, you know, but like I was not that good at drawing. I mean, I was like fine at drawing, but I got really good at like making renderings in the computer. And so that's kind of why he hired me, I think, because he met me and he was like, oh, scroll like knows how to do things in the computer. And he was like an old guy, you know? And so it was like this generational bridge, um, like old school architect who knows like everything about making furniture and making these beautiful custom things. And like me being this like new school. Um, And we actually went to the same school, which is very funny. So that's cool that he like, you know how some like purists are very like anti. Yeah. Like, you know, the future of technology or whatever, but it's cool that he like, you know, saw that in you. And totally. I mean, I yeah. think that I think that's the that's the way that we have to communicate with like the older generations is like helping them see like the value. I think I think a lot of them do, but like helping them see the value and what we're about as like the digital we're the digital generation. You know? That kind of yeah. brings me into something that we've been talking about, Yasmina, and I just kind of brought it up to Kara this morning is like Web3 and the world of NFTs. What is it? Okay. (laughs) Well, it's a lot, but it's, I mean. Like I know what an NFT is. I mean, I think it's like the really the next iteration of the internet and like what we use it for. And it's things that are on chain, like on blockchain. Um, and I think there's like so much pushback towards NFTs and, and just digital assets in general, because I think it's a lot of people just not understanding what they are and like what their place is in the world as we move Mm -hmm. forward. And I think, you know, there is a parallel to draw between, you know, just kind of like the web three and like NFT boom and everything. And you know, even just the initial shift to digital things, like you can always make the argument of like, why do it on the computer when you can totally. just write it with your hand? It's like, yeah, you always still can write it down on a piece of paper, totally. but there are so many more resources now. Like, why not use them if you have them, you know? Totally. And I, th- I think we're like at the very beginning stages of that. And like, what's funny, like what's interesting to me and I think that I didn't make this connection until you just started talking, Casey, is like, um, so when I was in school, uh, um, they called, like I went to Columbia and they called the the architecture school. It's like three years and you have this kind of extended period of time called studio where you're like allowed to sit in your studio and do things and kind of be in your own zone. And then your professor comes through like twice a week and they like, you know, talk you through what you're doing. And then like every, you know, few weeks you have to like put it up on the wall and pitch it basically to a room full of like fancy, scary people. And um, like before in like the olden days, let's call them, we would do that. (laughs) People would do that with like drawings, you know, like with hand drawings. And now we do that with 3D models and digital models and I never really understood um, that right now in Web3, we are like at the beginning of the digital basically transition. So, you know, in the 90s, that was when architecture was transitioning from the paper. It's, it was called the paperless studio. And it was like, you know, people sitting at the computer and like trying to figure out how to get this like imagery out of the computer because like nobody really understood how to do that yet and like you know like now everyone knows what a rendering is but like then people were like what is that and we're basically at the beginning in web3 of that time where like people are staring at the metaverse like trying to like figure out what it is but then i think like as you're staring at the metaverse you're actually like putting down like a like um like the way like you're like building a bridge in this like digital universe like as you're exploring so we're really like at the beginning of that stuff and like 
I think like something that Casey and I have talked about a lot is like, it's so crazy that there's so much stuff that exists in the NFT space that just feels, you know, um, random, random. Yeah. Random, (laughs) bad, bad, random. Um, and like, I think it's going to take some time for, for people to, for people with like an actual opinion and a viewpoint and like something interesting to say to be able to get their work onto the platform. Um, but I think it's like, it's definitely an exciting moment. This, we're at the like AIM like yeah. period of the, of the metaverse. We're like sending CDs in the mail. So yeah. Like, Am I meeting Mark Zuckerberg on in the metaverse yeah what happens that what's happening is that how it works yeah you so you sell an nft mark zuckerberg comes to your house lets you (laughs) and i'm like sorry you're not allowed in (laughs) yeah and so you have to make a choice whether or not to let him in that's the first test and if you well i can't tell you the answer but if you make the right choice then they let you into web three wait quick question is mm-hmm. he showing up in his surfboard look where he has the zinc on his nose and a fat ass no it's you know that look i think so but it's <laughs> it's the look i've only seen him well when he showed or he's on like a paddleboard or something it's i'm gonna look it up now mark zuckerberg fat ass is that what i should Google? <laughs> i think so mark zuckerberg dump truck <laughs> I think he has zinc on his face too. I don't know. Whatever. Mark Zuckerberg I, dump truck surf. Will I ever? Oh my god! The it. right image. He has a huge ass. He really does. Oh, I have seen this. He has a really nice. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Oh my god! So like, can I just like take a picture of my clit and like throw it online and like then sell like as an NFT and then I mean, someone can own it. Yeah, like essentially. it's just digital art that someone can like basically that it's like authentic and like I mean you, you can it. yeah you can turn anything into an NFT if you want to just in the same sense you can sell anything like there was that girl selling jars of farts oh yeah you know? and she ended up in the hospital yeah <laughs> but like there's no inherent value to a fart but people place value on whatever things they deem valuable you know it's like brilliant yeah like people can argue oh it's a jpeg it doesn't it's not worth anything it's like well were beanie babies worth anything inherently no it's literally a tiny piece of fabric with beans shoved into it like that's not inherently valuable and yet people you know at the beanie baby boom would pay thousands of dollars for rare beanie babies it's like anything collectible i guess you can argue doesn't have inherent value but like as people we place value on certain things you know like jars of farts farts. yeah i think we're like a little bit in the um the The spectacle yeah we're in the (laughs) spectacle and fart jar phase (laughs) right now but i actually like find the the space like interesting from the you know how do we make this valuable position um because like okay first of all the obvious thing is the crypto space is dominated by men and Mm -hmm. you know as like women how do we get involved especially at this early stage because when you get involved in something early you sort of lay claim um to a part of piece of the pie and i think it's important that we don't just like write it off as like dumb art that you know is scammy and like not relevant because like this is like real money that is on the table in the real world and it's also not just about money i think it's also just like about being able to connect with people online like i over the pandemic and i'm sure a lot of people have experienced this too but like i have met so many people on the internet it is like it's it's actually awe-inspiring to me um how many relationships meaningful relationships i've made 
over the internet, over video. Um, it's like, it's, it shocks me still. I mean, like, did you guys have that experience? Like, what? Mm, I'm trying to think. I don't know if I, <clears throat> sorry, I don't know if I made any online friends. I mean, maybe people that are like half online, half in person. There are definitely Ooh. people that I've only talked to online. Um, I don't know. I just like hate making new friends. <laughs> Maybe that's the issue that we're dealing with here. I do like I did obviously like keep a connection going with most of my friends. Yeah. And then there are like, you know, people on Instagram and stuff, but no like super, um, you know, close, valuable I think like, okay, so I hear that. I think maybe I have been looking for community online, mm. um, like more specifically for also for uniform because like, yeah. you know, how do you start something? How do you get it out there in the middle of a pandemic? And like, also it's, it's like being a, someone to try to start a company that's, you know, you need to find customers and you need to like meet people who've also done that. And how do you do that when you're stuck in your house? So. And I feel I totally- like your thing is also still to people like somewhat of a, an abstract concept or just different yeah. concepts. So you kind of have to like talk to people about it and be like, this is yeah. why it's important. This is why it's cool. So um, do you own a 3d printer? Um, funny story. I did own a 3D printer. (laughs) I did, I did own a 3D printer and I, so I live in a one bedroom apartment and during the pandemic, I was like working out of my home and I ended up poisoning myself with my 3D printer. Yeah. I was like, so, okay. So one day I just woke up and I was like, my eyes feel really weird today. And I like went to I went to like a walk with my friend and I was like, you know, my eyes are really bothering me. She's like, maybe it's allergies. The next day I'm like, yeah, yeah, maybe it's allergies. The next day I wake up and like, I have this giant rash all around my eyes. Like, just like it's burning. My face is burning. And I'm like, this is, I don't know what this is. Two weeks later, I realized I'm like talking to an allergist and she's like, has anything in your life changed? And I was like, oh my God, I've been 3D printing like crazy in my house. It's probably that. So found out that the fumes of this particular 3D printer, this is not the case with all 3D printers, but this particular 3D printer's 3D printer was affecting me. And um, yeah, I had to like vacate my apartment. and like. Did you get a refund on the printer? I did. I got it back to Best Buy. (laughs) Yeah, where do you buy one? Do you guys have Best Best Buy Buy there? (gasps) I love Best Buy. Actually, I have to say Best Buy, you go into Best Buy, even if you're looking for something specific that you know they have, when you walk in, they act like they're confused why you're (laughs) there. Yeah. They're like, I'm like, oh, I need this hard drive. They're like, Mm, I'm like, let me that. take you to the DVD section. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I just saw it. It's right there in there. Like, mm, I don't, I don't have the keys to that. Like, <laughs> every the time, like, every time, um, it was locked in a case. But okay, Yasmin, I want to talk about something else too, because you, on this podcast, we talk about our, you know, experience in the music industry or kind of disenchantment with it. You kind of like worked in music, but on you were like adjacent to music but it kind of was in music where you worked with a yeah what would you call him is he a creative director yeah he's a creative director um he was I know about him. creative director mm-hmm. for a while um and yeah i worked uh like as a designer um for this creative director and it was kind of like we would I would pitch like a million different ideas for the projects that we were working on. And then he'd be like, yeah, let's do that one. And then I would like spend, you know, a few weeks like designing it and then we would present it to our client. And um, yeah, it was like a really interesting experience because I don't think a lot of people who have the architecture background would have made that jump. Um Mm. but it was super fun. I, I totally recommend like going off the beaten path. Um, 
I will say that the music industry happens on such a crazy timeline, like compared to building things in like the world, like building buildings, like everyone, (laughs) everyone wants things done like yesterday. And so you have to be like flexible and quick and like on your toes when you're working in music. Also, Um, especially with like an artist like Kanye, who's just like, has like you know the most yeah. creative brain and just wants to like put shit out and is super like prolific yeah totally i, I mean feel, i was gonna I was, say i feel like you were just like an idea machine basically yeah it was it it was interesting because it what i was kind of like just generating these ideas but i had to have visuals to like be able to talk about them so that's where my rendering skills came up where i'd be like oh this is what we should do for like the stage and then i would have to like render it out in like two days and you know it's like this quick and dirty thing like where you're like basically sketching in 3d um so yeah that was it was definitely a time for me Um, so like how does it work um, you you'll like present the idea to your to you know your boss and then does he present it to kanye and then kanye's like i like this or i don't or does it like that definitely happened um but then also like sometimes i would be called in to like talk to kanye direct um so yeah it was like a combination of things um and i i think that like as a idea like i'm an ideas person but i also have like the I can do, I can physically, like, I know how to physically make things. Um, it got to a point where I was like, I want to, I, I just want to talk to the person myself, you know? Like, I don't want to, like, be making this and, like, pu- putting the idea together, making it digitally, and, like, just giving it away. Yeah, that's, I feel like it's, it must be very liberating to do something that's entirely your own after just kind of giving ideas to other people it's like to have ownership of what you're doing now does Mm -hmm. that feel exciting and yeah totally i mean i think like everyone has to start somewhere you know and like i think um you gotta like help other people to like build their thing like um i like helped him build his furniture business now he's like big furniture designer and like i think that's something you have to do when you're young and hungry and like you're trying to figure it out um but yeah now it feels like i'm using all of the skills that i have and i think like for people who are looking to like do something on their own i will say it's a really good thing to work for somebody and like make mistakes on someone else's dime because totally now i'm doing it on my own dime and it is scary as fuck. yeah making mistakes <laughs> on your own dime is so expensive so i mean it's expensive it's also just like i mean you definitely learn much more quickly right when you yeah. when like your your shit is on the line um, I mean, we've talked about so many times like being an independent artist and you know kara I'm sure can relate to like everything you do is completely on you and it's like your cost and it's your like every mistake yeah i mean and and so much of like what you're doing being an entrepreneur and like starting this business is like we've kind of been going through this like parallel journey Mm -hmm. of getting out from under you know other management or or bosses or labels and then starting Mm -hmm. something new it's like in so many ways being in music and like doing things independently is like building a product and trying to sell it to the world but you have to have such a clear vision and idea of what Uh the product is and why people want it and like in Mm -hmm. what setting people want it and why it's important and you know all of that totally totally and And I think like sorry go ahead no you go ahead I was just gonna say (laughs) I was just gonna say like I think that part of like having a clear vision of what it is and how people are going to access it. And like that took me so freaking long to figure out. Like Mm. 
you know, it sounds really simple, like, oh, custom 3D printing bra, but like, there's so much behind like how to actually make that possible. And I think like the execution of a great idea is way more important. Like, yeah, you have to have the idea, but you have to be able to execute that shit. And being able to ex execute that shit, like most people don't get it on the first, the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth try. Like, it's like, you have to try like seven, 10 times on something before, you know, you really can hit it out of the park. And I think maybe it's not like a full try, right? Like maybe you're, you like, and I know like Casey, maybe this is similar to your process where like when I'm doing something, I'll literally design like fucking 25 different iterations of the thing. And I'll be like thinking about it in different situations and like how does the customer or the user like interact with it and like that I think takes it just takes so long and it's like and it's basically like you're burning cash when you're doing that because you're not yeah. making any money and when, on like for you like when do you know something's finished like when like do you do you like start to like pick it apart for like months or is it just like okay this is done I don't want to touch it yeah, I try, that's a really good question. I try to, I try to like look at something and like my secret and like I maybe shouldn't be telling everyone my secret, but I'm just going to do it. Um, <laughs> my secret is I try to look at something and be like, okay, does this feel like there is design here? And if it does. I prefer that it feel like there is no design. Like I'm like, there's no design. Like hmm. it's done. Like you want it to feel natural, like it just exists. Okay. Yes. I want it to feel like, yeah, it just exists. Like it's like I like birthed something that like already should already exists into the world, if that makes sense. But it, yeah. I think like the purity of like, you know being something that functions in the way that it's supposed to like that's how I like how I envision like making things is like there's like zero design and it's very hard to get to that level like of zero design because everything's designed you know like every yeah. freaking object in this world is designed so yeah that's my secret everybody go and pound it before i do everyone go try it sexy. out yeah that's like very sexy and very applicable to making anything like you want things For to sure. feel not forced yeah Soft. yeah yeah i mean like i'm sure you've experienced this but like when i think about something for too long or like i try to like make it a certain way it always like comes out wrong or yeah. like off yeah the um, over editing of it all mm -hmm. yeah so so yeah that's my barometer that's why we yes. don't edit this podcast much yeah. because if we just leave it as is it's just as it though it exists in the world in the world perfect yeah. on its own exactly it was not oh. designed that's why the audio was bad on the last couple episodes <laughs> yeah, our podcast is shit um yasmina what's maybe this is such a like boring question i mean it's not but it might you've probably gotten it before what is it like being a woman in you know design and architecture Oh my God. I'm so happy you're asking me that question. Um, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, I think that I have a lot of friends from school who have taken many different career paths. And so it's been interesting to see over the years, like how different women, um, embrace or reject the industry. Um, and it's honestly, it's a lot of, a lot of women rejecting and leaving, um, architecture and design because it's, it's pretty taxing and you, you can get really caught up in like doing the actual work and you forget like that you're a human being who like has a fucking menstrual cycle and like, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, 
uh, like, you know, desire for like sex and like having fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that is one thing that definitely happens is like, I think you get to a place in your life where you're like, I don't think that I want to, you know, give up being a social human being for the glory of being an architect, which is like often not something you can cash in on until you're like 50 or some or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's also like a really interesting, um, thing to watch different women that I have known over the years, um, do their own thing. So like, I have a really good friend. Her name is Melody Ashar. She is a space architect. And so she worked for NASA for years. And now she works for this 3D printing um, homes company that's like 3D printing a habitat, the first habitat on Mars. Wow. Um, What the fuck? That is insane. Wait, we need to get your bras on Mars. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Babe. Definitely need to get brought uniform on Mars. A Um, uniform X Mars collab. I need that's that's what we need to do next. There's no is there gravity on Mars? (laughs) (laughs) I guess there's no gravity on Mars. We'll figure it out. Boobs will float. We'll figure it out. Something that pushes them down, really. Because what if you're like an astronaut who has huge (laughs) boobs and they like go up to your chin or like they block your eyesight. So you need uniform to push them down. Oh my God. That is genius. You need gravity creating bra. We need to create the gravity bra. Yeah. I need a lift. So hot. Um, well, this has been lovely. We have a segment that we've been introducing every podcast, um, that I meant to mention to you earlier. So, you know, if you need a couple seconds to think about it, that's okay. Cause I forgot to tell you, but it's called, I'm too old for this. Um, and it's basically just a collection of things that, you know, we're kind of too old for, even though we're not that old, but like, you know, you just, there's some things that I'm too old for now. Um, so what are you too old for? I'm too old for being hungover. Oh, Mm. that's a good one. Absolutely. Ding, ding, ding. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm too old for pimples. Uh, Oh my God. I'm sick of their shit. I'm sick of pimples shit. Um, it should be illegal to get a pimple after, what, 20, 23, 24? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like, the pimple police should come in, arrest the little pimple, send it to pimple jail. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm too old to be getting hangry. Mm. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm going to do that till I die, though. You know what? I'm too old for like not being aware that I'm hangry. Like yeah. I actually like don't even think I don't even realize. Yeah. Like I like, think I'm just like normal, but I'm like, actually being a cunt. Like lashing out at everyone. You're like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm not hangry. Like my mom, my whole life, like I'm gonna kill her. My mom, like anytime I had like a I'm I'm a Scorpio. I'm like a highly like, I'm a hyper emotional person. And anytime like I was a little like snippy or anything. She'd be like, are you on your period? Are you on your period? Is your period coming? It must be coming. Like every oh. time. And he was always right. <laughs> or I might've been hangry. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like maybe we're just at the point where we need to bring snacks mm-hmm. everywhere. You little, know, little yeah. bag of nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, I think it's like, if I've been having like an hour of conversation with somebody at a certain point, literally at like the 59th minute, my eyeballs roll back into my head and my body is like, no. It's funny you'd say that. I think we are literally at an hour of talking. <laughs> I'm hangry, guys. I'm absolutely I'm, hangry. I'm, I think we're all hangry. So I'm mad at both of you right now. I'm honestly, I'm <laughs> not going to talk to you for another week at I'm least. Pissed. I'm pissed and it's going to take a while to get over this. So, Yasmina, you've been amazing. You're such an amazing, interesting 
gorgeous, smart, talented, smart angel. And we're so lucky to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me. This is lovely. And anytime we can do this again, I would love that. Yeah. Come on back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And everybody go check out Uniform. What's the website? Uniform. Oh, it's uniform.co. U-N-I-P-H-O-R-M.co. We are going to launch the first week of April. Very exciting. It's going to be a soft launch, but anyone who wants to check it out definitely check it out and before that if you just want to like get on our mailing list go to the website and put your email in yeah i'm so excited okay yasmina we'll talk to you later god tty bye 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 gorgeous